0: For True Crime Chronicles, I'm Will Johnson. Many of you have been listening to the show for years now, and we've got some news to pass along. This episode, the 170th episode of True Crime Chronicles, is our final episode of the show. After more than three years, we're moving on and, of course, wanted to let all of our loyal listeners know how much we appreciate the support and feedback over the past several years. And a huge thanks to all of the reporters, anchors, and producers from our partner stations who've given us so much of their time for these cases. In the meantime, if you haven't already, check out Vault Studios' full lineup of shows, including Bardstown and Beyond Bardstown, Anything You Say, Urged to Kill, and Intent, the Tex McIver case, just to name a few. Again, for myself and Reed Redman and everyone at Vault Studios, thank you for listening. And with that, our final episode, we go to Northwest Arkansas along the Missouri-Arkansas border to tell you about the case of a young mother who went missing in late October of this year. This episode contains graphic details and is meant for mature listeners only.
1: With sad news, uh, I report something uh, over my career. This is one of the most horrific um, uh, cases that I have been personally involved with.
2: I was terrified to walk home when I first heard that the police were looking for him, and they're from Jane, and they're from here in this area. I was in the middle before I got the headline saying they were caught. I was in the middle about to call my friend, be like, hey, I'll give you gas, I need you to pick me up. I don't feel safe in our small town anymore.
0: In early November, KFSM Channel 5 in Fort Smith, Arkansas, reported on the case of a missing 33-year-old pregnant mother.
2: We start tonight with new developments missing for more than 24 hours. Yeah,
0: tonight the fiance of a missing pregnant woman is pleading for answers. Ashley Bush went missing on Monday, October 31st. Her fiance, Josh Willis, had planned to meet up with her that afternoon. After dropping her off that morning to meet with a woman named Lucy about a job opportunity, it would be her second meeting with Lucy.
2: So our our first reporting on this case was with her fiancé, Josh Willis.
0: Erica Thomas is the evening anchor at Channel 5.
2: And he was just kind of telling us the background about Ashley and how she had been 31 weeks pregnant and was having complications with her pregnancy, so she wasn't able to work. And that's why she had been searching for work that she could do from home.
0: Ashley first connected with Lucy Barrows online in a Facebook group. Lucy indicated that she had baby supplies to donate and a possible job for Ashley. They made plans to meet up.
2: According to our conversations with Josh, because of those complications with her pregnancy, that's why she was looking for that job. So the first time that Ashley and Amber met face to face, according to Ashley's fiance, was on October 28th for that first potential job opening. They went to the Rabbit Library, were told to have that interview.
3: She just handed Ashley a bunch of paperwork and told her that they were going to email her and wait for the boss to contact her for another interview.
0: That second interview with Lucy was Monday, October 31st, the day Ashley would disappear. Willis dropped her off in the morning at a convenience store in Maysville, Arkansas and then returned that afternoon to pick her up.
2: Our information about that day, Halloween, came from multiple different sources. First, we did an interview with Josh Willis, who's the fiance of Ashley Bush, and he told us that he dropped her off at that gas station in Maysville on the morning of October 31st, and that he was scheduled to go pick her up around 3 o'clock that day. And he told us that the last time he heard from her was when he got a text from her saying that she was in Gravit and that he could come to the gas station and that convenience store and come pick them up. He told us that he saw her and the woman he knew as Lucy drive by them without stopping. He says that Lucy looked at him and just kept driving.
3: All I saw was her and the, the lady she rode with both passed me and neither one of them stopped. The woman that she was riding with, the driver, looked right at me and kept going.
2: So he says he saw both Amber and Ashley in that truck before it headed north on Highway 43 out of town. And that's when he was concerned for his fiance because that was the last time he says he heard from her and saw her rather.
0: Willis was unable to catch up with the pickup truck and he spent the day searching and trying to reach his pregnant fiance. All
3: all night long, calling her, texting her, everything, trying to get her to answer. Uh, Come to find out also today, The company that Ashley was supposed to work for doesn't even know the lady she was with. And to whoever's got her, just please let her go. We don't have much. We've got, all we've got is our family. That's all we've got. We just want her home. If you see her, please contact your local PD immediately to get her home safely for her kids to actually be able to hold her again.
2: Investigators ask for people living in the area to check their video doorbells to see if they caught anything that may be helpful to them. They say time is of the essence in cases like this. We have had some development in this case, so we are very hopeful, but again, we still want any information that anybody does have. If they've seen her, seen the vehicle, with the sensitivity of this case, we don't want certain information obviously to be shared. Um, So that's why we're just asking everybody to just please keep sending us anything that you do have.
0: And then one of the first leads in the case turned out to be Ashley's cell phone.
2: So according to one of the Benton County Sheriff's Office detectives, he spoke with um, a man who says that they saw a man throw a cell phone from the window of a vehicle on Highway 43. Um, And so what we don't know is whether... They came back around, who was in that truck at that point, but the time frame of that. But it appears that Josh saw Amber and Ashley together around 3 o'clock. And later that evening, there was a man in that truck, and they threw a cell phone out a few hours
0: later. Josh Willis himself was able to help lead investigators to her phone by the side of the road.
2: Benton County Sheriff's Office detectives were with Josh Willis on Tuesday, November 1st, in the Maysville area area and that he told them that he had found Ashley's phone on the side of the highway. And so he actually rode with detectives to that location where the phone was found and was able to get them into the phone with the password. And the detectives were able to take the phone to the sheriff's office to look through it more. That's where they were able to find that Facebook account under the name Lucy, because Josh was able to tell them about that information and about the communications that Ashley had been having with this person named Lucy Burrows on Facebook. And according to the criminal complaint, it even talks about a public post on the account that said, I have a bunch of baby items, if any moms, to be need them coming from Lucy.
0: But at that point, Lucy Barrows was the only name they had for the woman who'd met up with Ashley and offered her a job. They kept digging. And with some help, they were able to connect the Facebook account to a woman named Amber Waterman, who lived just over the Arkansas border in Pineville, Missouri, with her husband Jamie.
2: According to that federal criminal complaint, uh, the detectives with the Benton County Sheriff's Office had reached out to Facebook and were able to find out kind of that technical information um, and identify that that IP address went back to the Waterman's home and that it was connected uh, and registered to t mobile And that IP address was assigned to Jamie Waterman. That, of course, is coming from that criminal complaint. So they were able to connect that back uh, through data from Meta.
0: On Tuesday, November 1st, the day after Ashley disappeared, detectives showed up at the home of Amber and Jamie Waterman.
2: And they actually let them search the home and the truck that had matched the description of the one that Bush was last seen in, based on the information we had from prosecutors at the time. And... That's when, according to our report, detectives actually asked for Amber's phone and she told them she had lost it. She also told them that she was the only one who had access to that truck that was at the home. At that point, according to the story that we've reported, Amber told detectives that she did not know Ashley Bush. And when asked about the name Lucy Burrows, that Amber said she had previously worked with Lucy at Walmart, but they weren't close, those details coming from the criminal complaint
0: but as investigators would later learn Monday had been a seemingly traumatic day for Amber Waterman and her husband she'd called 911 saying she'd gone into labor and had delivered a stillborn child that evening Waterman's traveled to meet an ambulance at a store in McDonald County Missouri where they met up with paramedics but they were unable to revive the child Amber refused medical treatment and the baby was taken to a funeral home run by the McDonald County coroner BJ Goodwin
2: McDonald County Corner also owns the local funeral home, so he had said to them that, you know, you guys could come on by later this week and we can plan a service for this baby because his understanding at the time was that it was, in fact, her child.
0: Investigators returned to the Waterman's home the next morning, Wednesday, November 2nd, for a follow-up interview with the couple. Later that day, the Waterman's appeared at the funeral home for a memorial service for the child.
2: They had a memorial service planned for this stillborn baby that Amber had claimed as her own scheduled for that afternoon. And that is when Amber and Jamie and a few people showed up for that service. And at that service is when the McDonald County coroner and the Benton County coroner both sat down with the water bins and they had a conversation um, about the baby and about the Benton County coroner wanting um, DNA of the baby. And that's where everything kind of came to a head.
0: According to the coroner, Amber started asking questions about the autopsy and DNA testing and why it was needed. She
2: wanted to know why, but then the tears kind of dried up. And her next question was, will there be DNA testing? And Daniel and I both looked at one another and we knew... Uh, that we had her at this point, that there was something definitely wrong. And that's when he said Jamie was there, and at that point he got up and ran out of the funeral home. And according to the coroner, he says, that's because he knew that they knew at that point. And the coroner said at that point, everything was closing in on them.
0: The next day, November 3rd, detectives returned to the Waterman's home where they found bloodstains inside the pickup truck driven by Amber. And Jamie decided to start talking saying that Amber told him the previous day what had happened to Ashley Bush.
2: That's when Amber told Jamie that she had been the one to kill Ashley, and then changed her story to say that Lucy had killed Ashley according to the criminal complaint. So it was Wednesday morning around 6.30 that the two of them went outside, and according to that criminal complaint, Amber led Jamie to Ashley's body. And it was lying face down next to a boat on their property, covered in a blue tarp. That is when, in this criminal complaint, it details how Jamie helped drag the body on the tarp to a fire pit behind their home. And they burned the body and then moved the body to a shed behind the property or got a tarp from that shed behind the property. And then actually put the body in the back of Jamie's truck and moved it to an area just a short ways away from their home. Jamie was asked if he could show interviewers where the body had been taken to, and he agreed and led agents and detectives to where he and Amber had left the body, according to the criminal complaint, and that's where investigators found human remains. And so I believe that's what led to the arrest then was the discovery of those um, human remains in the burn pile behind their home.
0: The Watermans were taken into custody. And in a press conference, investigators shared details of what they believed to take in place.
2: Thursday was the third, and that is the day that they announced the news conference. So we had not learned of the names Amber and Jamie Waterman until that Thursday afternoon when the Benton County Sheriff's Office announced that it was going to be having a press conference and announcing an update in the Ashley Bush case. And that's when we were informed about the arrest of Amber and Jamie.
1: Uh, over my career, this is one of the most horrific um, uh, cases that I have been personally involved with. Uh, this is still an active case. I'll put that, uh, out first, uh, that we will be limited to what, um, details that we can give, uh, cause this is a fluid working case at this moment. Um, the sheriff's office on October 31st started working a case, uh, of a missing person, uh, Ashley Bush, um, sad news The report that we have found Ashley Bush, um, uh, who was murdered, in our opinion. Uh, we also have found her baby, uh, Valkyrie Grace Willis, uh, who's deceased as well, uh, was found in a separate location. Uh, won't be able to get into details of that. We do have two people in custody. Uh, this has been a joint uh, case that we've been working with the FBI, Big County Sheriff's Office, and uh, McDonald County, <coughs> Missouri Sheriff's Office. Uh, The two people they have in custody right now are Amber Waterman uh, and Jamie Waterman of Jane Missouri, who are currently being held on kidnapping first-degree charges. Uh, We expect uh, further additional charges to come, and I'll let uh, Nathan Smith uh, speak uh, on where we're going with all that. Uh, Well, at this point, uh, law enforcement have reason to believe that both of them were involved uh, in this crime. Uh, And obviously, as the facts play out and the investigation continues, uh, we'll know the extent of that involvement for both of them. Uh, But evidence is at this point that there was reason to hold both of them for, for charges.
2: And then we found out that the Benton County prosecutor here in Arkansas is charging Amber with two counts of capital murder and one count of kidnapping on state charges here in Arkansas.
0: In light of the arrest and charges being filed, McDonald County Coroner B.J. Goodwin shared what he believed had actually taken place on Monday when Ashley Bush disappeared and Amber Waterman showed up to meet with paramedics.
2: And he says that it was obvious why he, they wouldn't want EMS to come out to their property because according to what we know now in the criminal complaint, Ashley's body was out on the property. The coroner says that Amber refused any medical treatment, even though To their knowledge, she had just had a baby. But what the coroner says happened is that she cut the baby out of Ashley Bush and put the placenta in her pants to make it appear as if she had had that baby. The criminal complaint and the coroner um, both allege that Jamie didn't know about any of this until Amber confessed to him and showed him the body, that his involvement would not have happened until he saw Ashley's body and helped Amber burn it.
0: Goodwin also shared that Amber and Jamie appeared to have a troubled marriage.
2: He told us that when EMS crews were on scene with them on that Monday night, that um, Amber told them who Jamie was, that he was her husband, and that he was planning on divorcing her. So the coroner says that for the last few years, she had been telling him that she was pregnant, but then kept miscarrying. And the coroner's thoughts were that he believed Amber needed this baby to keep Jamie in the marriage.
0: The woman investigators say is responsible for luring a pregnant Benton County woman on Facebook, kidnapping and then killing her, appeared in federal court today.
2: The U.S. attorney saying they believe Amber Waterman committed the crimes in an attempt to keep the unborn baby as her own.
1: There's evil in our world and this is a safe place to live, uh, but that doesn't mean evil can't happen here. Uh, you know, you should always be vigilant and make sure that uh, you're taking care of your loved ones and yourself, and meeting strangers that you've met online at any, any aspect is dangerous.
2: I think there was a lot of discussion in the community and even in the newsroom of what happened and then how could this happen. It's pretty unnerving to think about the possibilities uh, when you read through these criminal complaints and you listen to um, what the coroner had to say and of course, all of these are accusations and allegations. But these are the kinds of details that you don't hear of every single day. And when we spoke to the coroner, you know, he called her a, a cold-blooded killer, and you don't say that every day, especially in the line of work he's in. My whole whole adult life has been centered around death, but never um, never seen so much wickedness and evil, and that's the only way to describe it.
1: Well, Ashley Bush leaves behind three children, her fiance and many grieving family and friends.
2: Just a few months ago, I was in her condition. I was pregnant as well. So um, I think it it hits home uh, a little harder because you know, I go home and and rock my baby and uh, just think about how she should be here doing the same. The outpour of love and support that they have received. um, It's what's getting them through this and it, even though evil is um, in the midst of, of all of this, the love and support of uh, the good outweighs the evil. She uh, leaves a very kind and gentle legacy behind in her children. Um, you can tell how doting and, and caring she was by the way her children um, behave and, and who they are.
0: On November 16th, the Watermans were indicted by a federal grand jury for their alleged role in the kidnapping and murder of Ashley Bush. Amber and her husband, Jamie, were charged in a two-count indictment.
2: Amber is charged with one count of kidnapping resulting in death, and Jamie is charged as an accessory. The indictment alleges that Amber Waterman kidnapped Ashley Bush in order to claim her unborn baby as her own. The indictment also alleges that Jamie was an accessory because he tried to help his wife cover up the crimes.
0: Amber Waterman is also still facing two counts of capital murder and one count of kidnapping in Benton County. They remain in federal custody.